previously on Rolling with Rainbows. You see Mark Freeman the priest arguing with a short old man with a head full of curly gray hair. I think this tomb might have another lower chamber. The stone roots twist and move and pinch your wrist so that you can't get away from the wall. Well, go on, have a look. And the carving that you see on the back wall shows a pyramid with an eye floating above the top, bisected by a horizontal line. Even though she can't see, she can still see the eye in her mind. You hear the sound of metal on stone, but you've shut your eyes. A trickle of blood is running from one eye, and he turns and walks purposefully and directly out of the tomb. have a good way to lead us into the podcast because we left everyone on listen pals babes my lesbians please listen let's go lesbians let's go (laughs) i have a good way to bring us all into the podcast this time last week on rolling with rainbows with me sophie you nat joe and jess we left them all on a cliffhanger yeah big spooky cliffhanger loads going on yeah so Spooky. what we should really do is get right into the podcast, not leave people hanging. But I want to talk first. Oh, okay. About how we all felt about that. Make them sweat. I thought it was great. <laughs> I I had yeah. I had a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, pal. I'm really uh, sincerely. Glad. I especially enjoyed how um I, I, I it was funny because on the one hand I was like yeah fuck up my character, but also it's hard to get out of a mindset of no my character don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like as 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 um as a player, I was like, no, don't fuck up my character. As someone who's like helping to tell the story, I was like, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you might notice that I just rolled a d10. Oh. And that is me going off some of the um, sanity mechanics that Call of Cthulhu gives you, and I am trying to resolve in how many hours will the immediate effects of Serena's bout of madness. Oh my god. Be ended. Oh, that's quite a few. So Serena obviously doesn't know this, and nobody else knows this. And maybe we just shouldn't say, because, you know, the, the listeners can just hear it when it's there. But you all know now, that's how many hours. So, what else is happening? Serena went blind. Vi was down there too. How's Vi feeling? That's what I want to know. How does Jess feel about it? How does Vi feel about uh, it? Jess is real spooked out uh vi is also real spooked out but in a different way like uh her whole thing with her amnesia and the last time like she's just trying to wrap her head around all of this uh it's sort of like a coping mechanism of hers just to like do this radical acceptance of what is happening around her even if it is oh damn even if it is like extremely spooky yeah it's everything that she can do not to freak out just to be act calm and be like yes this this checks out everything makes sense here that makes sense to me that's a really that's a very cool insight into 
Vi's situation and her and her coping mechanisms. Yeah, I like really it a lot. Fun. Who wants to go first, Jess and Joe or Nat? Nat, because you're in two different rooms and it kind of really should be taken as. Two yeah, I feel things. like the last thing that happened. Uh huh. You tell was me. To Felicity, right? So the last thing that happened was Felicity's arm is yeah. trapped. I think in we should the, jump like, back in there. Stone roots, kind of keep stuff. people hanging just that little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. The right. guy, the guy came to try and hack at the stone to free her and felicity and felicity like looked away to that's right avoid she getting didn't see what happened to him eyes. and then when she looked back he was like walking away like a zombie with like blood coming from his eyes or something <laughs> yeah yeah so that was spooky and she's still stuck and right. she was feeling very left out because you know the everyone else is up to something octavia cool. and serena were going to you know going down <laughs> into the dungeon looking at the spooky stuff and she was like tell me tell me what you find please but now that she's the center of the action it's and, all good. Uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh... so celia saw that and she uh he is screaming and screaming and she cups her hands to her face and runs out of the tomb screaming oh my god Aww. okay <laughs> a little help here please um, you are within shouting distance of each other, so if you can yell to each other, that's, you know, viable. If you want to. Uh, Serena, Octavia, um, something happened. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right there. And I think, I think Vi's gonna get out of there. I, I feel like, I feel like Serena is still kind of, like, screaming. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, <laughs> this is, so, like... Still, like, just happened, and she's yeah, like, it's very shocking. Even though she can't see, she's not like clawing at her eyes, but she's like holding mm. her eyes and like digging in her yeah. fingers a bit more than would probably be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Is Serena okay? <laughs> probably. Oh, I think Christ. it's just, it's just real spooky. It's just real scary down here. Uh, we're all fine. We're all fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm still stuck. Uh, you said that Vi just gets out of there, does she, or does she help Serena? No, she's. Th- this is a perfect excuse for her to leave sp- scary <laughs> screaming room and go out of scary s- screaming room. Okay, fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> I think Serena is starting muttering like it's Casey's all. <laughs> Or something like, you know, like, eye-adjacent crazed I ramblings. Will... Okay, I, I I have to interject that, that, that uh, arcane knowledge didn't go into your brain. That's not a thing that's happened. Okay, so I'm, I'm just trying to be flavorful. Tell me what she I know, screams. I know, I know. It's fine if you're screaming, the eye, it's so horrible, or something. Because, uh, yeah. we discussed last time, you're still seeing it. Yeah. Right, right. It hasn't gone black for you. It's like after image of the last thing you saw and it won't go away. So that's fine. I'm just saying that you don't know yeah, what yeah, it no, is that, or if yeah. it has a gaze or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and just to refresh the listeners, if it has been a week, uh, Octavia and Serena together saw four inscriptions on the passageway leading to the chamber. And those inscriptions had pictures of what we, you know, uh, in the real world, uh, know of the Lovecraft uh Mythos. Nat did air quotes around me saying real world. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, um, we know that the. the case... That's pretty concerning. <laughs> Fuck off. 
Do you have something to share now? Do you have any insight that you'd like to share with us? We are not derailing the podcast. Do you think we're there in a were, simulation? There were four engravings, and, and we know that they were of Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Nyarlathotep, and Dagon, and they all had little tiny figures of some kind. I won't say people or humans or anything, bowing down to them. But then they got into the last chamber, and there was a, an engraving of those four deities bowing down to a pyramid and at the top of the pyramid an eye with a li- with a horizontal line through it Illuminati that, that, that is what and that is what <laughs> uh, you know that all of the um family fathers of america were uh, were masons and that's why they have the pyramid with yeah. on the money yeah. right yeah it's what what dorks? Yeah, <laughs> what little losers. Nerds. Nerds. What unbelievable fucking dweebs. Anyway, that's what Serena, that last engraving is what Serena is seeing constantly now. Vi is headed where? Way back up and into the scary but not as scary room where there's not someone screaming. So you join Felicity then? Hey, Felicity. How are you doing over here? You can still hear Serena screaming. <laughs> yeah. Is Serena okay? Oh, yeah. I think that just happens sometimes when you look at that kind of stuff. Well, what, what did you see? Uh, well, you know, uh, how are you doing over here? In the background, uh, it, it Serena has like stopped screaming, but now seems to be like hyperventilating quite badly. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that tracks. That tracks. I I just want to say that I think there's nice synergy between what we already established about Vi's amnesia. Jess had a whole really nice description that basically uh, seeing the worms was incongruous with everything else that she knew, mm. and so her brain unable to throw the worms out because they were definitely real just threw out everything else she yeah knew. yeah and i think that it's it's interesting that what we've got here is serena can only see this thing yeah because because it doesn't make sense alongside the rest of the things she could see and so her eyes have just rejected everything, everything else. else that's really perfect uh... <laughs> i really love that description so i'm sorry for interrupting you carry on with your scene octavia uh they well they just went to fetch someone to break me out of this thing and something happened to him uh, up the shaft the tunnel out um the door reopens and um celia is is standing there having opened the door and past her rush two young guys each holding pickaxes and dixon kind uh, celia stays right up the end of the okay. hallway having already seen what happened to this guy before who by the way if people have gotten just walked out he just turned and right. walked away but she stays right up by the door now, and these two guys come with Dixon Kind down into the main chamber, and he says to Felicity, "Hey, ma'am, um, my boys are gonna try and break you out. I hope, I hope you're okay." I'm, I'm fine. But you saw what happened to the other, what the other man who tried to. Tommy, is he okay? Well, I, I, I don't know what his name was, but the someone just came to try and break me out. And, and he like his eyes started bleeding. And he like punches one of the guys on the shoulder and he says, "Go find Tommy now." And that, and and that younger guy chucks his pickaxe to Dixon, who catches it in the air and runs back up out of the hall, uh, pausing to speak to Celia, who points him in a direction, and then he disappears from sight. I think Dixon says, "Okay, um, 
What? What did they try before? They tried to break into the stone, into the roots, and I I was turned away, so I didn't see exactly what happened. But do you want to give me a no roll to know exactly how, like, to see how much you understood without having looked at it directly? Okay. Uh, I rolled a nineteen. What's your education? It is much higher than that. I bet. Seventy-five. Okay, so that's less than half. So that's a hard success, which means that actually you not only know uh, where on the thing, which by the way is a bisected ring with roots growing upwards into the soil above uh-huh. from it, um, but you not only know where on it generally, but like which specific route that they tried to strike, just based on like you could see before you shut your eyes where he was aiming. Right. Okay. So Dixon says... Um, well, where did he hit it? So I'll point with my other hand that's not trapped, and I'll say, well, he, he hit here. So you're gesturing with your right hand right now in real life. Does yeah. Felicity, did Felicity touch the button with her left hand? Yeah. Is she left-handed? No, because I'm not left-handed. Okay. So um, <laughs> we already established that it wasn't causing you any pain. You, you were just firmly wedged in and you couldn't get out. Is she going to lose this hand? I'm just. <laughs> I'm establishing your bodily whereabouts. Um, Dixon says to Felicity, "You might want to shut your eyes." Yes, sir. Thank you. And his younger guy uh, takes aim with the pickaxe. So Octavia, you watch this happen, uh, and you can tell me how Octavia reacts to it. Sure. The guy takes aim with the pickaxe at the same place where they gestured before, which is low on the root that has your arm held in place. So not right where your arm is, because that could hurt you, but lower down, closer to the body of the ring. And he swings the pickaxe, and the moment that the, the, the pick makes contact with the stone root, a tiny, thin stone root, like a tendril, but like straight as a die, shoots out from near the base oh near where he's striking and shoots into his eye and then it it shoots back out again and seems to disappear between the roots. Octavia, roll against your sanity. <laughs> Everything's okay. Yeah, I rolled <laughs> over my sanity. So you need to take 1d3 damage. Okay. And then you can tell me your reaction, but the guy, the guy turns and he uh, is now facing away from Felicity. He drops his pickaxe to the ground with a loud clatter and he looks up the tunnel and he says, return. And he starts walking up the tunnel. Uh, seemingly unable to see anything in front of him. Dixon starts bothering the guy, you know, he's yelling his name, he's waving his hand in front of his eyes, uh, and the guy just walks on past him. How does Octavia react to seeing all of this? I think she just kind of stares at the situation, almost like taking in every detail, just trying to understand. Uh, And then turns to Dixon is just like, I don't think he's okay. And Dixon uh, is, is, is still clearly in a panic and trying to, like, uh, get the guy's attention. And he tries to shake him by the shoulders. And the guy, uh, with one sudden jerk of his arm, just shoves Dixon hard against the wall and then carries on walking up 
uh, Celia, seemingly frozen to the spot, just watches him as he walks past her and out of the door. And you can hear him uh, up the tunnel say something. If you give me a listen roll, I can t- tell you what he says. Where are they going? I got 31. What's my lesson? 27. I got four, which is an extreme success. That's pretty good, yeah. That Yeah, that's four is all, pretty much always going to be good. Um, so Octavia, but not Felicity, hears him say, Home. So... How's Serena doing? She's blind. Not good. I was gonna, I was gonna point out that Vi had the lamp and, and left with it, but doesn't matter really. Doesn't, doesn't matter right now to um, you. Uh, you can't see anything. So. But it's like, does Vi even know that Serena can't see because Serena's just been like screaming and hyperventilating? Uh, yeah, uh, not, no. I mean, not. She could see that her eyes were bleeding, uh, but she wouldn't know specifically. But this is Serena's scene, so let's check in with yeah. you. I, I feel like I would like to think that maybe she's started to get a handle on things, but also I don't know how much of this reaction is like involuntary or not. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'd be happy um, to like make a roll of some kind to see. Sure. Um... I guess the question is how like whether she gets used to the only thing that she can see being this eye. So I'd like you to just roll against your constitution. Against constitution, okay. Yup. So my constitution is 55, so I'm going to roll a d100. That's 71. That is a fail. Right, well, you are just still panicking then. Um, can I say that in the dark, you uh, smack your hand against uh, a, a horizontal flat surface, and this makes sense to you because there had been a pedestal in the room where the engraving was, and that's coming back to you now because you couldn't remember seeing it because the image was so shocking, mm. but there was, and it had a ring on it, like a, like, like, a, you know, like a person would wear. And you smack your hand against it and you hear the sound of a tiny piece of metal clatter onto stone. Like you've knocked it to the floor, but you're still panicking. Yeah, I'm just telling gonna, you yeah. that's what you hear. Okay. Uh, I think she's just going to kind of wave her arms around desperately. Well, it's like, not a very big space. You probably will slap the wall. You can only like hyperventilate for so long. I feel like, actually, maybe maybe she, like, kind of, like, drops down kind of her back against this altar, like, is assuming, like, a pseudo-fetal position. Her arms uh-huh, around her knees, her back to the altar, looking, if she could see, down the hallway. So, yeah, um, that, we'll check back in, I guess. Uh, uh, how's Felicity feeling? <laughs> She's asking, did, did it happen again? What, what, where's he gone? Yeah, it seems like he's going home. Uh, that's what he said. He said, home. Like he was, he was going to go home. Where are they going? He said, return? Return to where? Yeah, you might be overthinking this one. Uh, I think he's just going home. (laughs) Dixon uh, gets up from having been shoved against the the wall of the hallway. And he comes down. Uh, He had been carrying the pickaxe that one of the younger men handed him in one hand, but he he gently rested against the, the big circular wall of the big circular tomb that you're in. And he says, Okay. Uh, someone else. Uh, I hope that the boys will be okay, but um, uh, I don't want to... I want to leave you hanging, miss. Um, clearly, striking it is not working. Clearly, I, I, I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't ask anyone to try that again. And he kind of, um, he chews his lip. He's clearly thinking about something for a second. Maybe he's uh, recalling something. 
you know you, you know that he has had some exposure to like the unnaturally the supernatural yeah. and he says maybe um and he produces a, a, a metal flip lighter from his pocket and he holds it and he flips the flame and he holds it close not to the base of the roots uh, like before but close to where your arm is is trapped mm-hmm. and the roots seem to be reacting but they clench tighter around your wrist oh, and you uh... feel a, an awful pain and you feel something snap in oh your wrist my God. oh no and I need you to take <gasps> one damage hey, as a bone in your wrist is broken. That could have been nice. Fucking hell. That's a, that's a real hefty kitten bite. <laughs> uh, Dixon, maybe we we shouldn't. Um, uh, Felicity, maybe you could just live here now. Uh, would you, <laughs> would you when, like that? When Felicity um, is is hurt by it, uh, Dixon withdraws quickly and shuts off the lighter. <laughs> He's not insensitive to her situation. Um. <laughs> uh, out of character here, just quickly. Um, I'm a little bit worried that if you do manage to remove Felicity from the thing, the door will close and Serena will be trapped in there. Oh, you worried about that, bud? Just something, something that I want mm. other people to maybe think about. <laughs> well, that's just something you're worried about. That's right. thanks for sharing with the group. Anyway, anyway so back what was to... Octavia saying? Let's see if Vi uh... is worried about that. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that seems like a real possibility, Joe. Speaking as Jess. <laughs> would hate for that to happen. But as Vi, uh, how can we get your hand out of there? Felicity, your wrist just broke. How? What's happening? Uh, she's in intense pain and yelling and crying a little. Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I just seen them react to this before, and I, I, I didn't mean to. I'm really sorry. Well, it's it's certainly reacted. Um, it's not your fault. Thank you for trying. Oh, Christ! Uh, I think it's broken. Uh, I have another idea. Um. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm so sorry. I, and he, he lights the lighter again. Uh, Felicity's entire body just like cringes. And also, uh, she's, she just screams and screams because now she's also flashing back to the, uh, horrific incident that happened to her where she saw a man burn to death. Um, oh sh- right, yes. shit! <laughs> There's a strut. There is actually a um, a link between these events. Isn't yeah, there? Oh, so shit. she sure is like feeling in every single possible way a lot of pain right now. Um, neat. So Dixon this time takes the lighter and he puts it between the two roots that on the outside hold Felicity's arm in place, but a, but like a foot above her arm. And those two roots part away from the flame, like they're afraid of it, like it's hurting them. And then he moves the fire down towards her arm. Like and a zip. Like a zip going down the zipper teeth, the tendrils coming out from the ring part and then close around the flame. And as he gets closer to Felicity's arm, the roots on the outside part around 
her arm. She also starts screaming more as the fire gets closer towards her. (laughs) That makes sense. He says, just bear with me, ma'am. I'm so sorry about this. And he carefully navigates the flame between the second set of roots that hold her arm in the the opposite direction. And he manages to part them too. With surprising tenderness, he closes off the lighter and and the roots stay in the shape that they've assumed now. And he softly touches her arm without causing any pain at all and pulls it away from the the wall where her palm had been like pressed flat against the wall not out of any bad feelings towards Dixon but she just like yanks her arm away and throws herself onto the ground and basically like covers her head and like lies on the floor kind of waiting for the kind of fear of the moment to kind of wash away. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Felicity, I don't think your wrist is supposed to move like that. Uh, yeah, it's real floppy. Anyway, uh, behind you there starts to be a rumbling in the tomb wall. <laughs> and I'm checking back on Serena. Uh, so can you give me a uh, jet? <laughs> Joe, can you give me a another constitution roll to see how Serena's doing? Yeah. Um, at this point she's like crying. For, like. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, 55 again is what... Okay, that's a 93. Well, that's nearly a fumble, but it's not quite a fumble. So congratulations on not fumbling, but you did fail. So you are panicking more. Tell me what you do. Um, does she hear the rumbling? Yes. I think even in her panic state, that's enough to realise that she might be getting locked in. So mm-hmm. she's going to like try and... Just fumble forward in the darkness trying to find her way back out screaming or like shouting like, like no wait no do you have an appropriate skill for trying to move in the dark with no sight navigate but uh, disadvantage yeah. yeah I'll give you a penalty dice on I'll give you one penalty die on navigate okay so I'm reminding the audience on a penalty die uh, the the player rolls a d100 and then rolls a separate d10 and that d10 is the the two d10s that have been rolled for the the tens unit of the hundred you take the higher one because in school of cthulhu we roll lower for success okay so so you take the higher one i'm gonna roll a d100 that's a 96 welp <laughs> um and then the d10 is a one so but i i take the so nine you're taking the 96 <laughs> so you, that's a fumble so Serena, I think... It's got to be she, like, trips or something, I think right? Serena s- scrabbles in the dark, uh, trying to move as fast as she can, but that's faster than she can handle moving right now. And she falls to the floor, and with no ability to put her arms under her or catch herself at all, she just lands smack Cracks on her, her front yeah. and is winded. Oh, okay. Still not great. So she she can't move for a, like a for a, a round essentially, yeah. and she can't call out because she's winded. Oh, everyone's not having a good time. Do, am I taking like am I taking hit points for that or no? That's just a little. Snack. Okay, no worries. And so back in the tomb, the wall starts rumbling. Dixon swoops down uh, to Felicity, and he says. Man, I'm sorry about this, but we've got to get you to a doctor right away. And he and he puts his uh, big, strong miner's arms uh, <laughs> under the crooks of her knees and one behind her back and just picks her up like she's a little baby. 
and starts uh, like hurrying along the the hallway out of the tomb as fast as he can. Uh, and while he goes, he's saying, I really am sorry about this, ma'am. I know that this isn't a good situation right now, but I'm just doing my best and we've got to get you to a doctor. Felicity uh, feels surprisingly comfort, uh, <laughs> comforted considering the circumstances. Oh. Um, but she's still uh, very keenly like trying to look over his shoulder at what's happening in the tomb. She wants to know what that rumbling was all about. Reasonable. Uh, she has a torch on her forehead, and so uh, where she looks is illuminated. So I can just describe it for you right away. No need for a spot hidden or anything. Great. Um, but you see that the, the wall of the tomb, where there was this inscription, this engraving before, and it, and it disappeared into the floor before, mm-hmm. it started to rise again slowly now. So that's the tunnel where Serena yeah. is. Shit. <laughs> so how's Octavia reacting to everything that's going on around her? I think that she's sort of dissociated a little bit and just sort of doesn't quite recognize that she is here and she's just sort of taking in information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that she does. She sort of looks around. I don't think she does anything. Yeah, I mean, behind her, the wall like rumbles higher. It's kind of at waist height. Do uh, you think she just really is just spaced out of it and doing nothing? Right. It's not that she is purposefully doing nothing and standing still. It's that... I understand that. She's, yeah, she's like not even on some level, not even aware that this is her body and that she is in this situation. Uh, that makes a lot of us, uh, a lot of sense yep. and tracks. Um Checking back in with Serena. Yeah. I need you to give me another constitution roll to see how how well you recover from being winded. Cool. Once again, a 55. There is an approximately 50% chance that I succeed here. What are the odds I fail again? 75. I fail again. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to just talk us through yet more misery. Oh, uh, so can, I, I, can I... I think she starts like... She doesn't even get up. She's just like crawling forward. Yeah, I think that the I was asking how well you deal with the winding, and so the simple reality of a fail is you are still winded. Yeah, and I think just quietly sobbing. Cool. <laughs> so back up in the tomb, tomb above, uh, Celia is standing way up at the doorway, and Dixon rushed past her, holding uh, Felicity in his arms. Um, is Felicity? Shutting her eyes, looking at Dixon, looking at the way they're coming, looking around while he's uh, while he's carrying her up to the elevator. What's she doing? She's definitely like checking back in the tomb, sort yeah. of regularly. She doesn't want to miss anything that's happening in there, and also is looking around and at Dixon. Right. So to be clear, you're outside now. You're outdoors. You're right. in the quarry. Yeah, I think that what you see back in the like back at the entrance of the tomb is just the tomb entrance. You're just looking right. over his shoulder, and you know nothing's changing, but you just know your friends are back there. Yeah. And that's all you can say. Oh, and Celia is standing by the doorway holding the door to the dig site open. Right. Something you can't help but notice is that Dixon carries you past uh, five men. Mm-hmm. Essentially, four men are trying to wrestle a fifth man to the ground. And you recognize the fifth man as being the, the, the second guy yeah. who tried to free you from the tendrils. Right. And he's just like marching determinedly on as these guys try to tackle him they try to pull his legs out from under him but he's just like he's like the terminator like he just keeps going 
They're slowing him down, but that's all they can do. Right. Right. Uh, I think that Octavia, you become aware of Celia calling to you from up the hallway. At the very least, you're aware of that sound in your dissociative state. I'm not going to dictate how you react to it. Right. Yeah, I think that she will try to make her way up to the sound. Just because it's the only thing that's present in her mind to do. Um, well, Celia is obviously calling to you and she's saying words, but can you understand them? Probably not yet. Probably, mm. like, as she gets a little bit closer. You eventually become aware that Celia is saying, Serena, was it, is Serena still down in the... In, 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 where's Serena? Did you leave her down? Down there? No, I think that she, her arm was broken. They took her out. Do you carry on walking past her, or do you, have you stopped with where Celia is? I think she stops. I think Celia, like, gra- urgently grabs the, um, the lamp off of Vi's forehead and puts it onto her own, and she rushes down into the tomb. What do you do? Probably nothing. Okay. Serena, um, is still crawling and gets to a, a wet part of the stone, and as she's crawling, she starts to feel a ledge uh, in front of her on the floor, some kind of elevation. And this whole part of it is wet, and the floor is, like, much... Uh, there's much more of a gap between the stones, between the tiles. Okay. And you, you remember that there was a room where all the water had drained into the floor. Mm. And that was the room that you came down the stairs into. Okay. Give me another constitution roll. Fourth time's the charm. 71. That's what they say. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I quite like um, this. I, I, like, I, I'm sort of I'm committed <laughs> to the fact that she's going to be locked in here for a bit. I, I, I quite like it. Because, like, there's no light, right? Serena still can't get up, and the and the tomb door, you hear it rumble to it with a really loud, dull, booming thud. It rumbles closed, 20 feet above you. Uh, uh, Octavia? I think she calls out quietly, and, like, mm-hmm. for a second she hears nothing, and then her own voice just, like, bounces back at her in the kind of sealed space of this tomb. That tracks. Felicity, Dixon rushes into Dominic's bar. It used to be an alcoholic bar, but the prohibition laws were passed earlier this year, and now it's it's referred to as the watering hole. That's the, like, pseudo-official name. And he rushes you in and he puts your feet down onto the bar, onto, like, the serving bar, uh, takes his arm out from underneath your knees, and um, knocks stuff behind you, and you hear a whole bunch of glasses and bottles shattering. <laughs> and then he lowers Felicity down carefully with the other arm. Uh, I assume she's kind of cradling her yeah. broken wrist. And he's saying to Dominic, who's behind the bar, We need to get something to treat her wrist. It was in the, it was in the dirty, we, we need antiseptic right now. And Dominic's saying, come on, you know that we don't have, and uh, Dixon says, uh, and Dixon uh, pounds a huge fist on the bar and he says, listen to me, weasel, I know what you've got, now go get it because this woman needs help right now. And uh, Dominic disappears into a back room. Get to find out where the good stuff is. <laughs> what a king. <laughs> and, um... Dixon has taken both hands and he's like tearing the dishcloths that that have been used to wipe down the bar mm-hmm. uh, into strips lengthways mm-hmm. to make like bandages. 
and Dominic quickly reappears carrying a bottle of whiskey. Hey. Between the two of them, they start to uh, treat the wounds and uh, apply pressure. Dixon tries to really gently feel if he can feel that anything's misaligned. Ow, 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 ow. And again, he's apologizing profu- profusely the whole time. And uh, where there are cuts and scrapes, where the, the stone really bit into your arm, they're like wiping it firmly but as gently as they can with rags that have been dipped into the, uh, into the whiskey. Can, can I... Can I, please, glass, can I have a glass of that, please? Please, please. And Dominic, Dominic and Dixon make meaningful eye contact. And then Dixon looks around the bar at like a couple of other people who, who happen to be in right now. And you hear him bellow, out now. And, um, and you hear like men getting up and leaving. And then uh, Dominic starts pouring Felicity a glass of whiskey and hands it to her. <laughs> Thank fuck. It's maybe like a little over full than you, you know, you should usually have like a couple of fingers and this she is more like you feel like an apple juice tumbler. Gulps it down <laughs> like it is water. <laughs> uh, okay, your throat is very dry and um, yeah, dried out now. And then coughs a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they carry on treating your wound and, and trying to like wrap it tightly. And Dixon's saying um, as, as like gently as he can, uh, I think the good news is it doesn't feel like anything is misaligned like you... Like it's, like it's going to need surgery. Thank goodness. I've had a few like these and you can just wrap them up and carry on picking. Jesus Christ. Back to Octavia. Uh, did Octavia follow Celia, uh, Celia down into the tomb? Uh, no, probably not. Uh, is, just isn't by she the in darkness right now? No, she's by the door to the tomb. Uh, but it's quite dark down in the tomb. The doorway out is into the, the, the you know, the sunny quarry. Um, yeah, she's just by the doorway, basically. Alright, she's just going to sit down as Ode to Joy plays in her head. It's just the only thing that she could sort of focus on right now, uh, which sort of triggers this memory of hers that she had forgotten of uh, her nanny playing that song uh, to drown out the noise of her parents fighting. Uh, and that's just where she's at. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you are, I want to say that you're also aware of Celia calling to you, but I want to check back in with Serena. Can I get another constitution roll from Serena, please? Is that wise? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't fumble, but. <laughs> uh, what? Dear listener, I rolled a 99. Are you fucking kidding me? Truly, we delve too deeply and too greedily. I'm gonna have to tell this one for you. You're just like breaking the laws of mathematics with this right now. I'm gonna have to tell you this one without your input, but no, that's fine. Fucking go for it. I think that this is great. This is great podcasting. It's been it's been long enough that Serena has not is no longer winded, and in the dark. She tries to get to her feet, but the floor is wet and she can't get purchase. And she feels her feet go out from underneath her. And at last there is blessed relief from the sight of the pyramid with the bisected eye as everything goes dark. So did she just lose consciousness? 
I think she like cracked Jesus. her head on something by the sounds of it, which makes sense. Like Celia's calling to Octavia from down in the tomb. Is she just entirely? Yeah, out? no, she's not receptive to outside uh, stimuli at this moment. Yeah, a man uh, who really, you know, your full impression of the man is just a dark shape that moves past. Uh, rushes into the tomb and down to where Celia is. Celia and the man have a a shouted conversation. And then the man comes back up to the tomb, uh, like back up the hallway to the tomb, slower. Um, do you look at him? Do you pay attention to him? Or are you still... Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. It's just way too much. She's just way overloaded at this point. Uh yeah. You know, subconsciously she realizes that Serena is trapped and Felicity is hurt and she just doesn't feel like she can do anything about it. Felicity, after a while, they help you into a sitting up position on the bar so that you're sitting up. You don't have to kind of be like trying to either lie down or prop yourself up and you can sit while they bandage your arm into a sling, put around your neck. And um, Dixon is saying, "How are you feeling now, ma'am? I'm, I'm, again, I am so sorry about rough handling you before. I didn't mean to, and I was just trying to get you to medical attention as soon as possible." I am, um, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Thank, thank you for getting me out of there. Oh, I mean, any any time, ma'am. Any time, of course. I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Um. Can you give me a constitution roll? Yeah. Because you went into shock yeah. because of breaking your wrist, and then you drank, like, fire. a big old swig of whiskey. So I rolled 22. And your constitution is? 65. Okay. Well, you know that you're handling everything surprisingly well. I'm in caring hands. Yes. Big caring hands. Unlike some other people. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that, because you've been here a little while, and... A, a younger man, um, almost as built as Dixon, like he's almost as wide and, and large as Dixon is, comes in and he's carrying someone. It's Serena. But from the way that she's just limp in his arms, you're very, very concerned. And Dominic says, oh, Jesus Christ. And Dixon says, what happened? What's going on? And as uh, she's carried nearer, you can see her face, where there's a gash along the side of her right temple that seems to go back really far. Like it's it, the the blood is across her ear as well. It looks almost like she was hit by like a you know if someone hit her with like a blunt sword really hard in the head. There's this line. What did she find down there? But then what's really really troubling is that her eyes have tears of blood running down from them and across her entire face. Serena? Serena, are you okay? They they put her down on the bar now. I assume you kind of hop off to make some more room. Yeah. And they're putting, like, they're cr- making, like... I can, I'm okay just sort of cradling... Now, now that the You've got the sling, kind of so you've basically got one arm. Yeah, I'm okay to just kind of cradle my arm and sit, you know, sit wherever. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're just trying to wake her up. Is she okay? What What happened? The younger man says... She was down in the mine and um, 
your uh, archaeologist friend went and um, uh, touched the 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 thing, um, the tentacles, the the squid, the the thing, and it opened the wall, and she was calling to to help, and your other friend wasn't responding, and she um, well, she's just sitting down there. I don't know, and um, we went into the to the to the lower the tomb underneath and um well i think your friend had a fall and uh, hit her head wait so so you went down into the tomb too uh you the archaeologist uh, the the lady archaeologist said to uh, said there was still someone down there what did you see down there um a, a wet room it was um Circular, um, there was a hallway leading off it, um, at the bottom of the stairs, your, um, your friend, she looked like she slipped and she, she hit her head on the bottom step. So is, is Celia stuck now? No, she did something with the lighter, um, and Dixon says, they react to fire. Right. Well, thank, thank you for recovering my friend. And, uh, yeah, the younger man says, uh, no worries, ma'am. And, uh, he, he, he walks out of the bar. Uh, first he's gonna stand up and kind of take a look at, you know, close look at Serena. Can I, can I roll first aid so that she can kind of, like, look for herself to... I think that would be a sensible time to try it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did a bad roll. She's uh she's in too much under too much stress to sensibly assess anything. <laughs> she uh she's handling the shock well, but not that well. Yeah. <laughs> not well enough to be a doctor. Also, like probably it's quite hard to do first aid if one of your hands is out of action, right? Oh yeah, I just meant kind of assessing, like to see uh, if she okay. can tell anything yeah. about the situation. So I want to double check about that, but I I believe that first aid is actually like a healing skill. Yeah, if you can do, if you can apply first aid successfully within one hour, it, it grants a hit point. Oh. Um, it may be attempted once with subsequent attempts constituting a pushed roll. Two people can work together to administer first aid. So I'm going to say that um, you can make a pushed roll if you want, but Dixon is going to be trying, is, is already trying to do what he can for Serena. And you, so you're going to get a bonus die for Dixon's attempts. Essentially, it's the two of you trying the kind of pushed roll to right. grant Serena back a hit point from the damage that she took. But we'll roll that damage in a minute. So I'm just, cool. I just want to know first whether your first aid is successful. So the one I just rolled was very bad. I just rolled 88. Yes. Yeah, so to get a pushed roll, you're going to have to succeed not just at a success, but at a hard success. Right. So I just rolled 80, which is also very bad. So <laughs> but you have I a bonus die. No help at You have all. a bonus die, which could be lower. Come on, one. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Holy shit! <laughs> you called it, Jess. Um, and so I rolled you, a one. You roll a ten instead of an eighty because of that one. Right. And so because of the how I structured it, that was the bonus die. So it's Felicity tries again and is not helpful, but Dixon, as we've right. already seen, is very helpful. Okay. And he um he <laughs> she manages. She just like flutters around, kind of getting in the way a little bit. Um. He manages to wake Serena up. So Serena takes two points of damage. Okay. But now she's she wakes up again, and the thing that you see when you wake up is the afterimage of the last thing you saw just still present in your mind. I was going to say, is she still... That's all you can see right now. But you can hear things again. Okay. Serena, are you okay? 
you feel terribly weak, but the first aid that uh, Dixon and Felicity are administering to you means that you heal one of those hit points. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, and Felicity's here. Uh, F- Felicity, is is that is that you? Serena, it's me, it's Felicity, are you okay? I, I can't, I can't see you. I, I can't see. Uh, you can't see? I can't see anything, except, and then she trails off. And um, that tracks to what you're seeing, because her eyes aren't looking at anything. Like, it's that, it's that exact kind of stare you can see when people can't see anything. Felicity kind of, like, slowly, like, waves her hand in front of... Yeah, and her Serena's eyes don't face. react. Like, it, even if she was trying not to react, you know, it wouldn't be like this. Yeah. She just isn't focusing at all. Serena, you hear Dominic say, uh, uh, Ma'am, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. I need to... Uh, you got some cuts and scrapes, and um, it's gonna it's gonna sting a little bit. And you can smell the smell of alcohol, and you feel a kind of spongy texture be, be pressed against your temple, and it does sting. <sighs> Felicity pours a glass for Serena as well. Here, Serena, this should help. <laughs> uh, a glass is being pressed into your hands. She kind of, kind of grips it fairly weakly at first, but kind of realizing what it is, kind of holds it. But I don't think she takes. A, I don't think she has any. Okay. Serena, what did you see down there? There were, like. Engravings uh, in the, the walls, I- images of cr- creatures, gods. I <sighs> something terrible is coming, and then she goes quiet. Wow, Felicity's. Heart rate increases a little. All you said was wow. Yeah. And then she remembers herself and and then and then pats Serena on the shoulder. Says, You're gonna be okay. I think Serena flinches a little bit. Right, you're not expecting, you don't know where anyone anybody is. Octavia Celia however much you see of her, I don't know if she's just a kind of a, sh- a distant shape. If she's just a a woman who looks like Celia does, but you don't really identify her or anything. Uh, but Celia is kneeling down in front of you and, like, speaking softly to you. Right. Uh, yeah, no, she, she can see and hear everything. Uh, uh-huh. Just her mind isn't uh, sort of processing that information. Yeah, so it's like everything is coming through. Just she's processed so much already that she's just uh, had to shut down that part of her brain. She just cannot process any anything more around her. So she sees everything, just cannot yeah. bear to think about any of it. So she's she's saying a lot of stuff. Um, and as you say, like, you're kind of not processing it, so uh, I don't know that you will have a clear memory of any of it later, but she is, like, she's saying a lot of stuff, you know that she's trying to be soothing, she's trying to, like, talk to you to try and get 
like some kind of reaction. She's talking very sensitively and softly. And, um, but eventually she says like, do you think you could get up? Do you think you, you, will you be able to get up and, and, uh, uh, we should maybe go and see the others and see, um, could you, could you stand up and come, come with me? Do you think? Um, I don't think that, I think what it's going to take for her to sort of come back to the situation is either, um, someone physically moving her into a new location or, uh, it being like there being a lack of um, information and like new things coming into her. Uh, so like mm. it becomes quiet or it becomes like more dark and sh there's less there for her to have to process. At that point, she'll yeah. start uh, coming back. That makes sense to me. So uh, the first thing that Celia tries is she tries to take Vi's hands and like pull her, not, not, not forcibly, she's trying to gesture her in the right direction. So she tries to stand, she's kind of squatted over, but she's trying to like lift Vi a little bit by her hands. Yeah. Uh, how long has it been at this point? Since, which specific thing? Uh, since Felicity left. The, well, I guess since Serena left, the last person to to have left. Five minutes. Yeah, she's not ready to go yet. Yeah. So the second thing that Celia does is she, um, she says, "I'm really sorry about this. I'll be back. Um, um, I'll be back as soon as I can." And she um rushes past you and uh, out through the door and, and and away into the quarry. So you're kind of just left alone. The, the, the hallway is dark, you're in the doorway to it, and outside is the uh, the quarry where the sun is like low in the sky, and the only sound is a really distant one, which is two really distant sounds. One is like a an electric hum, but it's really big and far away. And the other is the distant sound of little picks hitting stone. It's very irregular, but it's very frequent. And... I think you're kind of like that. You're like that for another kind of um... probably about ten more minutes. I think that these sort of sounds that are in the environment but aren't uh, sort of directed at her sort of mm. serve to ground her a little bit as uh, yeah, sort of that low base level uh, yeah. sort of establishes the world around her. That's what I was kind of thinking that they might. But anyway, uh, e either way, Celia is gone for um, 20 minutes, like, unless you go find her. So with you said within a, a kind of 10 minutes, she feels a little more grounded. So what's her reaction then? At that point, I think she, it, she will stand up. And because it's not comfortable just sitting on the ground. Uh, no, it's mind. stone. It's, yeah. mm -hmm. it's actually uncomfortable. True. A little mind fact for you. <laughs> wow how do you know so much about mines well you know i see them a lot in video games so i'm a little bit oh, of an expert right. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> i've played several resident evils i played <laughs> skyrim and let me tell you ah. uh, that mine right after the starting area where there's thieves in there does not look comfortable <laughs> right. um do you just stand up or do you stand up and go somewhere yeah she stands up and she sort of goes 
back to where she was, like, where she slept, where she stayed the night. Ah, the site office. I think that's probably where she would feel more most comfortable. So when you get there, there's no one in the building at all. Um, and I assume that you go, because you're saying, like, where she slept, she just basically goes to bed? Is that what's happening? Yeah, she'll go lie in bed, and then depending on how late it is, we'll determine whether or not she falls asleep because of that. Well, um, the sun's low in the sky, it's maybe, like, like 5pm. Uh, I'm just gonna say that she won't be disturbed before people come back for nightfall. So do you think that after some number of hours she would either fall asleep or get up and go find people? Yeah, I think that she'd fall asleep. Uh, that's late enough in okay. the day to be tired enough that if you're just lying there on the bed that you naturally fall asleep in that time. I gotta be real to you and the listeners. If, all, if I had experienced these things, I would be tired enough to just fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, in the bar, um, Celia rushes in after you've kind of been hanging out, discussing, uh, well, trying to, I guess, trying to find out what Serena saw, but she isn't in much of a state to describe it. Um, for a, a, a little while, Celia comes in and she says, um, hey, are either of you in a state to to walk back down to the tomb? I, I'm really sorry. I, I I know that it's not ideal. I know it's not a good time. Um, Felicity, you're standing. Are are you able I, to come? I I am. I thank you for getting Serena out. It's just that she's like she. Oh, oh, that's fine. No, uh, d- yes, but Octavia, uh, she's kind of collapsed. Or no, well, no, that's not she. But she won't get up. Um, I think she's having some kind of attack or something i i can come so do you go with her immediately yeah or do you do anything else before you go um i'll i'll say to serena uh serena i think celia needs me to bring octavia back um is it okay if if i leave you here uh yeah i'll be i'll be back soon and Dominic says, hang on, wait, 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 wait. Is it nerves? And Celia says, I don't, I guess I, she seems to, she wasn't, uh, she didn't get exposed like anyone else, I don't think. And um, uh, Dominic says, if she's just having a, a, a nervous reaction, uh, I found this helps. And he um, pulls something out from under the bar and he th- throws it uh, across the bar and Celia catches it in both hands very unsteadily but she does manage to catch it doesn't like smash everywhere um and it's just like a little brown bottle of some like something you know like for who knows probably some medicine or something probably some good medicine steadying the nerves right and Dixon like makes another kind of meaning you know you notice Dixon make another meaningful eye contact with uh, Dominic (laughs) And, um... Dixon's been having to drink fucking moonshine this whole time. <laughs> so, I'm gonna check in with Serena first, because I think that she's the one who's been most neglected. Um, <laughs> I mean, all her, all of Joe's roles were just her, like, fucking off again and again <laughs> and again, and, ne- and then, like, she hasn't had much time. Nah, so, it's so fine, horrendous. don't worry about it. So, so, Felicity is in Lou, she's, uh, just traveling, 
you know, down to the mine, and Octavia's gone to bed. You missed, you just missed each other. And in the meantime, Serena, what you hear is um, Dixon and Dominic having a quiet conversation in the other room. Uh, You didn't realize that they left you, but maybe they had some kind of nonverbal agreement to move into the other room and have a conversation. Do you want to give me a listen roll? Yeah, definitely. Uh, 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 My listen skill is 50. I'm cursed today. (laughs) 53, you know what? I'll spend some luck points. Yeah, just have something happen today. Just have anything happen. Okay, so I rolled a 53, so I'll spend free luck to bring that down to a 50. Okay, so in the other room, you can you can just about hear, because you're just on the line of success, right? Um, the two men talking, but you can't hear them totally clearly. Yeah. And you only really hear them when they're not being as careful as they should with their voices. So you hear, you hear Dixon say, No, you listen here, boy. I've been watching you, and I know that you ain't what you say you are. So you, no, you, no, no, shut up. You are going to cut me and my boys in. Oh... And you hear Dominic make an exasperated sigh and then say, I, I'm sure I don't know what you mean, old man. <laughs> and that's all you hear of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. I think she like zones out after realizing it's like, it's not immediately relevant to her situation. So she just stops listening. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> And so um, Celia gets, you know, uh, you get back down to the mine. It's back and forth to the mine all the time. Like, it's <laughs> later in the day now, I think, that you get to the mine and the sun is starting to actually set. It's not just low in the sky, but you're kind of starting to sunset. And um, actually, as you're approaching the mine, a big loud buzzer rings. The sound seems to come from, like, the anterior wall of the quarry. So, like, the same side that all the steps in the elevator shaft are on. <laughs> and then, like... As soon as it rings, you you hear the like clattering of equipment, the big loud electric hum that's kind of fills the quarry stops, and uh, all the workers like flood out of the mine, like you know a, a tide of ants like from where you are above the mine, um, and and start like climbing the steps up to the up, up to the town. And I guess uh, what do you say anything to Celia particularly? Do you talk to her about anything while you're on your way down? I say. Uh... Thank you for getting Serena out. That was that was a brave thing to do after seeing what happened to me. Oh well, no, I my I I saw what Dixon did, so I knew I knew what to do. It was okay. Still, you saw what happened to me. Are you okay? Are you feeling all right? I'm so sorry to have to trouble you right after you. I'm I'm okay. It's you know. I was... I was always climbing trees as a kid. <laughs> you suffer worse things. Oh, I suppose so. You've broken your, you've broken a bone before. I'd never Certainly. have. Oh well, I don't recommend it. It's not, it's not pleasant. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'll uh, bear that in mind. I'm okay though. Um, I'm grateful for such uh, kind, kind care. Celia still has her head torch on her head, and she turns it on as you go into the mine, because there's no light in there. And she calls out as she opens the door, Octavia! And it just echoes back. And after a couple of, like, after ten seconds, you know, standing by the door and there's no response, she says, 
Oh no! What if she's gone in there and touched the touched the the, the thing or, or the or the 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 pad? What if she's gotten zapped or something? Octavia. Again, like ten seconds pass, and the only thing you hear is the echo of your own voice and all of the people walking out of the mine in the down in the quarry and and, and walking up the stairs far away. Um, so, did you see what was down in the in the tunnel? No, I had to, um, well, I pressed the button that you pressed so that the wall would open, and then, um, one of Dixon's young men went and, um, uh, picked up Serena and carried her back to the bar. Right. Right. And you walk down into the tomb together, Celia's, uh, headlamp, the only thing illuminating as she looks around, and it's all the familiar stuff that you, you saw before. There's no evidence of Octavia having been there. In fact... The tomb is completely empty. There is nothing in it but the engravings on the walls and the floor and the, the pedestal with the button and the disc in it. Was there anything, like, should there be okay. other things? So because you, because you don't, I was just seeing if you, if you cottoned onto this. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just going to say that player memory is character memory in this case. And after a, after a couple of minutes looking around, Celia says, well, obviously Octavia's not here. I think we should go check the town and see if, Maybe we just missed each other. She could be... Oh, gosh, I hope she hasn't gone in the mine. No, there's the... they would have turned her around in the mine. That... Eventually, Celia is, uh, like, about to leave, and she looks around one more time, and she says, Hang on. You didn't... You or your friends didn't take my stuff, did you? Your stuff? What's that? My excavating tools, my journals, my papers. They were all down here, and a, and a lamp before it. No. I know you made it all... You you said you pressed the button and it, it flooded, but I don't... Yes, I, I never... I, I didn't see anyone take your things. Well, the... It seems the water went down into the lower chamber, but... Someone has been in here. Someone's been... Someone's been coming in here... In the night. Do you think it's one of the... Maybe one of the miners is curious about... What's down here? Well, if he is, he's taken a set of $150 tools. I'm sure you can get reimbursed by Arch, obviously. Well, no, I, I mean, I suppose... I have more brushes in my car, and I, I suppose that I won't be wanting for a chisel around here somewhere. I'm sure. But I just... Well, it's just irksome, you know. I, someone's been looking at my stuff while I was... And my journals, I was taking so many notes in there. This will set the whole dig back to square one. I'll have to redocument everything, take new rubbings, draw new... I, tr- I drew illustrations in my journal. I like to take take sketches of... I'm sorry, none of this... You, you should get back and rest, dear. I'm so sorry. None of this is your concern. Well, that's a big loss if someone's taken your your notes. Your I think notes. you're walking back together now. Um, because she was saying this on her way out anyway. Um... She says, Are you really sure your friends didn't, like, take my stuff down into the lower tomb or something? Uh, I, I mean, I was preoccupied, but I i don't see why they would. Okay, well, thank you anyway, sweetie. I, I, I just, well, that's just very strange. I don't know. And, um... It's it's tough. I, I want to be checking in on everyone. We did establish Octavia just went to sleep. 
and Serena <laughs> Serena like phased out because yeah. she's going through a, a lot now and um, I think Felicity would think to check on their like room next as the next place to look for Octavia because especially remembering what she did after something strange happened to her in the tomb before she just like went to bed afterwards so yeah that's that's fair enough yeah so you check back in in the in the, in the quarry site office which is also has like a an apartment above it and a spare and a kind of spare room uh which is where the three of you stayed last night uh when you come into the the office pierre is uh lying on the the sofa in the main office He's been resting there, but with his grey driver's uniform on the grey sofa, he just blends right in. <laughs> um. uh, <laughs> Felicity doesn't notice him at first, and then uh, sees him and, like, jumps a mile out of her skin and, and immediately dives for the knuckle dusters in her handbag, and then realises that it's Pierre, and... Uh... Do you yell? Yes. <laughs> He yells as well, so you're like, ah, and he's like, ah, ah! 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 no, ah! it's oh, me, it's Pierre, Pierre! it's Pierre, oh! it's Pierre, it's, uh, it's oh, me. Oh my goodness, um, have you, seen... have you seen Octavia? Oh yes, um, Madame Octavia came in. Oh, 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 and he is putting a hand to his head, where it seems like the the jumping up and kind of moving around aggravated his head wound. Oh Pierre, how are you feeling? Are you alright? You have broken your arm. What's going on? Uh, it's okay. Just spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Okay. Um, Madame Octavia uh, came in. I said hello. Um, she yeah, acted like she cannot hear me. I, it's a game we play sometimes. She, well, it's fine. I acted like she can't hear you. Well, she didn't say hello back, but um, that's I mean, that's the Bancroft. Um, that's it's fine. It's fine. Sounds like a fun game. No, it's fine. <laughs> Anyway, she went upstairs to your your room. Okay. Well, I hope you feel better, Pierre. I, I will carry on uh, laying down and reading um, one of Mister Arch's magazines. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. And he lays back down and uh, opens the magazine he was reading before, which is a copy of uh, Knit World, nineteen eleven. Knit World. So. Um, <laughs> Upstairs in the spare room where you're staying um, is Octavia. Uh, she's gone to bed and it's been a few hours since she actually got to bed and she's fallen asleep in the bed. Yeah, just in uh, her clothes, all dirty and everything. Uh, Hog. Uh, Felicity sees that she's sleeping and goes and kind of checks her over, checks that she's like breathing normally but like she's not like unwell she seems seeming. to be physically healthy right and i'm not gonna need a medicine roll for that because she does just seem yeah like she's normally asleep yeah so and then like knowing that she seems at least like physically alive and well uh uh-huh. she'll just head back to serena who's in like i feel so torn objectively a worse state <laughs> i feel so torn because that's like uh, factually, like good, a good thing to do. Like she seems okay, just like let her. Yeah, and she doesn't sleeping, want to but, wake her up as but well. But like, but like at the same time, there's like another player who I'm just like, Jess just isn't really in this episode very much. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the episode at the start, but then yeah. <laughs> it all happens, and then you know 
Well, Jess, feel free to riff yeah. on anything that's happening. Like you're just the um, yeah, of course. Like you're just an audience heckler, basically. Just oh, like boo okay. everyone's decisions. And <laughs> okay, stuff. perfect. Like Felicity's not gonna wake her up unnecessarily. If it just seems like she needs rest, mm-hmm. then there's no there's no reason to wake her up. So you come back over to the bar where um, a crowd is formed outside uh, of guys who clearly want to like hang out and chill out after after work before they have to go to bed, and. Uh, two young guys who you actually recognize as being like guys who were sitting with Dixon before, they're clearly his pals, are kind of guarding the entry. Like he's stationed them outside to not let anybody in. And um, at the front of the crowd facing in is um, Randy, the general storekeeper who is in town, who you recognize from Narragansett because he's actually the Narragansett general storekeeper, but he is in town helping manage supplies while the uh, while the quarantine was on, but you heard today that the quarantine was lifted, so he's yeah. still here. Interesting. And he's trying to talk to one of the young men about. No, I know. I'm just. I'm saying it's ridiculous. Well, let let these boys in for a drink. I, everyone wants to just kick back and have a nice cold glass of Christian water after work. Come on, I, please, just don't be don't be silly. And uh, one of them says, "Mister Mister Kind said nobody in." Well, um, Felicity hasn't spoken to Randy herself yet, so she she remembers him speaking to Serena, but... Yeah, she's seen she, him about town, and he's someone she kind of knows of. Right, but she doesn't know him personally, so she wouldn't feel much reason to, like, speak to him directly. Fair enough. Uh, but she she approaches to enter the bar, and she says, uh, what's, what's going on? Can I, can I come in? My friend's in here. The same guy says, Who are you? I'm Felicity, Felicity Harding. Uh, my friend Serena is in here. She's she's unwell. And he and he tips his tip like tips his head inside the door. Because he knew you you must have been one of the out of towners because like you know everyone kind of knows each other here. Tips his head inside the door and you hear like Dixon, Dixon, Felicity Harding. Yeah. Yeah. No, he says it's fine. You can go in. That's okay. Thank you. And um, you and Celia walk past the guys at the door. Randy, who's a, a big a big guy, is like, this is preposterous, and he and he just, like, shoulders his way past them after you, and he comes in as well. Felicity, when you enter the bar, you see Serena is still lying on the bar, and you see no one else in, this, in, in the main room of the bar at all, and Randy calls out, hello? Oh, Serena, what happened? Are you okay? Uh, no, uh, n- not doing so good. Serena, it... Serena, it's me, Randy. And he you can hear him kind of move closer and he's, he must be standing right by I you. I guess she, she turns her head towards the voice. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Randy. Are you okay? You look like you, you got your head all bandaged up. Yeah, I had a bit of a fall. Oh. You seen that uh, Dominic fellow? Uh, I ain't seen much of anything. Mr. Kind... Sorry, what do you mean? <sighs> Something to do with the fall, maybe. I, I can't see. I don't know. Oh my goodness. That's that's awful. I'm so sorry. I... Yeah, I'm hoping it's temporary. But... Well, my cousin had a, had a spout of that one time. You you know, you cleared up in a couple of days. I hope it's nothing more serious than that. Thanks, Randy. Felicity, you can see that while he's talking to Serena, he's actually like, craning his head and looking around because he knows that Dixon and Dominic should be here somewhere but he's trying <laughs> to see where they might be after Serena says thanks Randy like Randy walks into a back room and you can hear him having a muffled but like heated 
argument with with <laughs> Dominic and Dixon, and then eventually. Um, Can I do a listen roll? Ah, uh, yeah, sure, if you want. Oh. A <laughs> ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to fumble on a listen, so I'm just going to say that you are straining your ear to listen, yeah. but all but like the noise of the men outside who are getting annoyed is yeah. like all you can really focus your mind on. Right. Um, so I will say this, uh, the general population shouldn't see anyone with alcohol, and yeah. Serena is still holding a glass of whiskey that we established she had. Do you think we can just get away with just saying that it's medicinal as it is, like... No, because it's the possession of alcohol that was highly illegal. Even could could did doctors have access to it? Yeah, but it was like ethanol, yeah, like yeah, swabbing yeah. alcohol, as opposed to what is noticeably and smellably a glass of whiskey in your hand. Well, is she going to be visible from outside? No, I, I'm just saying that so if they just... come in, it's going to be an issue. Right. And at that moment, Randy re-emerges and he's and he's just striding straight out of the bar and and Dixon's walking just a couple of paces behind him and as they walk that way Dominic comes out from behind the bar and he starts saying to Serena oh yeah um, um uh, Miss Stoker uh, I'm very sorry about this could I get your friend to uh escort you back to your um your accommodation and so you can uh rest up there uh we really have to reopen the bar for the day yeah uh, no, lots of angry fellas outside no worries. I, I think she probably remembers the thing and she has, like, sniffs it, has a sip, but, like, isn't right. really... She put, puts the puts the glass back on the thing and is like, I, I, I don't think I can stomach this right now. Well, oh, oh, yeah, thank, thank you. And, thank you, anyway. Um, Felicity, what you see is, is uh, Dominic uh, unscrew his whis- whiskey bottle and carefully... T- <sighs> tip every last drop of the glass back into it behind like down behind the bar like he's squatted down in case people come in and is doing this like <laughs> secretively urgently but as carefully as he can are you going to help serena down off the bar yeah right so behind you uh, you hear like the, the latter half of an announcement as randy goes uh do worry about boys you can all kick back now and like you know swings open one of the doors to the bar with his arm as like yeah, and then like a ton of the the crowd of miners start flooding in. Why is Randy so invested in these guys getting their drink of water after it? <laughs> he's just sympathetic to their to their concerns. <laughs> they were upset about it, you know. He's like, oh. But they were all out because Serena was like holding on. He's to just he's just sympathetic to the working man's burden. What's your issue? <laughs> So, uh, and once, you know, after a few seconds, they've all flooded in and then start flooding to the bar. Like, basically, they all rush around you like a, a big gust of wind as you're like, but they make parting for, you know, as they can see, the two of you are clearly unwell. Yeah, so they, they all settle in and the doorway's free for you to leave. Okay. Celia says, oh, Felicity, Serena, I'm I'm just going to stay here for uh, um uh, another hour. I... I'd really like to... I'm going to talk to that Dominic fellow and see if he knows anything. You know, he's such a such a blabbermouth, and I want to see if he's heard any scuttlebutt about my missing tools, maybe. Well, that's what you said. Uh, good luck. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll check in on... See if you're all okay. Oh, you poor lambs. The three of you all taking such a nasty turn today. I, I'll check in on you before bed. Thank you. D- despite still being quite out of it, Serena blushes. 
<laughs> and um, you help. Uh, yeah, so Celia stays, but you help Serena back to the the place to stay. I guess. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks. Okay. Thanks, Felicity. No problem, Serena. Uh, this ain't going away, huh? Oh, one more thing is before you leave, Celia. Um, opens her jacket and kind of shields herself from view from everyone in the bar as she does it and uh, leans in close to as if she's like just to give you a to give Felicity a hug but she's obviously avoiding your arm it's a very very loose hug and she's shielding off like blocking off from view the the edge of her jacket as she takes the the brown bottle that Dominic gave her right. and she stashes it into Felicity's purse thank you Celia no worries Tell me what happens when the two of you get back and you find, uh, you know, Octavia is asleep already. You already, uh, Felicity already knew that because she checked in on her earlier. Yeah, you're, you're back in the room, I guess. I think Serena sits. Is there like a chair or an armchair or a couch or something? Yeah, I mean, you could sit on the bed. Yeah, I think she sits like leg, like not not like cross-legged on the bed, but like legs off of the bed and is just kind of like sitting there. Mm. Like, eyes, I guess, open. But every so often she blinks, but it's more out of habit. I love to hear eyes, I guess, open. Um, <laughs> well, like, I, I, you know, I've no, never no, really good, had to good. deal I'm... with temporary yeah. blindness. I don't really know. I'm just, I'm just talking about what a horrible situation we're in. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, do you talk about anything before you, like, all just settle in and rest? I feel like Serena's pretty quiet. She, she might engage in some, like, light conversation if someone else makes it with her, but she's not going to initiate anything at this point. Then what does Felicity do? It all really hinges on Felicity, whether you just go to bed now or you talk about anything. How how are you feeling, Serena? I've, uh, I've been better. You really can't see anything. Not... Pretty much. I think it's kind of obvious from the way she said that, that, like, She's not telling Felicity something. Right, right, right. You can psychology roll if you want to... Uh, I, I don't think she, she's... She's not, like, trying to make sure that Felicity doesn't know... Like, it, it's like a lie... Yeah. Uh, Felicity picks up on it's it. It's like a lie out of not wanting to worry someone, but as a result, you're not, like, concealing it as much as you want to, because if they do ask, you probably would say... Type yeah, thing. and you kind of want them to ask. But it's like when someone to... asks you if you're fine, and you say you're fine, but you're not fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine, but you're not fine. But you can never get into it, and they never understand anyway. <laughs> what does pretty much mean? An eye. An eye. There was. There was an eye atop a, a great pyramid, and. It was cut in two. There was a, a carving. Uh, at least I, I think I, I think it was a carving. It feels so much more real than that. But it's like it's burned into my brain. I I can't see anything, but I can still see it staring, watching. That sounds terrifying. And Felicity says this because Serena is obviously terrified. Uh, but she's thinking about what she saw when she pressed the button. And 
she's not feeling frightened hearing about it. She's feeling excited. And the the worst the worst part of is th- that C- Cthulhu thing. All the other again m- monsters, gods. I don't know what to call them, but they. They're so powerful, and they they were bowing in front of it like they were nothing. What what does what does that make us? That makes us very small, Serena. It's weird for this not to transition into the eyeball zone. I'm like this instinctively. <laughs> that's just where my mind is at. It's like okay, it's true. Here here comes the yeah, transition. Uh, Welcome but... to the eyeball zone. So I want to give last word to Felicity, and then I'm assuming you just go to bed and rest because you've all had a beating, yeah. <laughs> taken a real thrashing today. <laughs> right. So Serena, what was the line, line again? Uh, what does that make us? That makes us very small, Serena. I think we should get some rest. So I have a dream thing I want to explore with Felicity, specifically. But I need listen rolls from all three of you, but they will serve slightly different purposes. Okay. So I need listen rolls. For the intent of this listen roll, I think that probably Serena, like, lies down in bed, but is just, like, staring at the ceiling with kind of, like, eyes open staring at the ceiling. She's, like, really struggling to get to sleep with this thing still, like... Joe, I would give you a bonus die if if Serena is, like, just lying and awake. I was gonna say, like, the, the only way that she's gonna fall to sleep is if it's, like, literally, you know, the sort of sleep that you hit when you're just so exhausted that you can't physically stay awake anymore. Can you give me a number yeah. of hours for that? You know, like, from from lying down and staring and the level of exhaustion that she's Okay, at. but, like, as in, like, what, like, how... Probably, like, at least, at least two or three, like, two or three hours, I want to say. Right. I think then I can't give you the bonus die because you would have fallen asleep by the time the thing you're listening for happens. So everyone give me a listen roll, no bonus dice. Okay. I rolled very badly. I also rolled very mm. badly. I roll a 35 and my listen is 50. Nat nearly got a fumble. Um, <laughs> but again, you can't really do much wrong with a fumble and a yeah. listen. So that's okay. You miss here things. <laughs> but Serena does succeed. So the thing unfortunate for poor poor serena is that after the horrible day she's had she's awoken in the middle of the night but we're going to play that out in a minute so felicity was the one who was given the mirror spell in the dreamlands yes which was established as a way to get out like physically in and out of the dreamlands Mm -hmm. and you said that you wanted it because you wanted to come back yeah and I think that's important for tonight. Just this one specific night, you find yourself not just drifting off, but drifting away. And I need you to give me a D100 against your power. Ooh. So it's been pointed out to me that there is a, there is actually an existing supplement for the Dreamlands. It's just not in the main big Call of Cthulhu book. I will still be releasing a supplement for those just who feel like it. Uh, to play my version of Dreamlands that I've homebrewed for Rolling the Rainbows because I didn't know at the time and so I just went ahead and wrote a bunch of stuff anyway so yeah. it's there now anyway <laughs> so what's your power? my power is 45 oh that's pretty high and I rolled 30 hey goodness gracious me that's a success 
So can you describe to me what was the most pressing thing Felicity wanted if she could go back to the dreamlands one more time? She wanted... If she could go one time. To go to that gate. At the nexus of the city of the gods. Yes. The gate that looks like the bisected eye. Yes. Behind which you know is the city of the others. Yes. Okay. So what happens is you find yourself floating in darkness to begin with. Just like... Well, it's what you imagine that the bottom of the ocean must be like. This weightlessness, but just inky black all around you. But if you think about it, it's also kind of... I mean, supposing that the vacuum wouldn't, you know, do what vacuums do uh, to a human body. Uh, what the vacuum of space would be like if you could just float through it and you were, like, indestructible. You know, it's at once it's like the bottom of the sea and also, like, just the far reaches of space. But if you just couldn't see any stars... And what crosses your mind as you're like floating, like looking at your legs dangling in the darkness, is that feeling of like the ocean floor if you couldn't see anything and the distances of space, like how far from Earth you'd have to be to see not a single star in any direction. You just feel so far from anything. How does that make Felicity feel? It makes her feel free. After a while, you become aware that you are descending, but it's not the kind of descending that you do because of gravity. You are still feeling weightless, but it's the kind of descending that you do. It's almost like the ground is gently coming up to greet you, even though you can't yet see the ground. And then after a while, the inky blackness begins to thin, and you start being able to make out far, far beneath you the strange rooftops of this bizarre architecture. And what's weird about it is that in six different portions of a pie away from, away from a center point, there are six, you know, distinct styles of architecture. And as you're coming down, you start to realize that you recognize this place. You've been here before. This is the nexus, the plaza in the city of the gods that you came to with Sarah and Mary. And you're descending and the ground is coming up gently and it just touches your feet. It's not like you're standing on it. It's just like the ground has decided to come up and gently touch the bottom of your feet. And you're wearing what you were to bed, so does Felicity have pyjamas? Yes. What do her pyjamas look like? She's wearing some stripy pyjama trousers, like thin blue stripes, and a little silky cami top. Okay, that's very cute. But you're barefoot on the, the cobbled street of the City of the Gods. Mm -hmm. The cold stone. Like you can feel it beneath your feet and it's so real even though you know you're dreaming. And Serena is awoken by the sound of men's lowered, urgent voices and scuffling like people are struggling against one another. And it's coming from outside the building. 
Okay, I think her eyes snap open and immediately we see the eye again. Hang on. Her eyes snap open and she sees the room. The oh eye shit! Is gone. Hell yeah. Um. That's good. Uh, are there are there what are the like ongoing effects like? Cause uh, we will discuss it. Okay, no worries. But she can hear. She can hear scuffling. Yeah, she can hear like. Do you want to give me a listen roll to interpret? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so my listen is fifty. So it's a thirteen. Hey, I'm back, Ooh, baby. Nice one. That's a hard. That's a hard success. success. Not just a success. So. Uh, I'm going to say that you can interpret that there are several men struggling, maybe fighting, just in the main street of town, basically. Okay. Um, are there windows on this upper floor? Yeah. You um, are you saying you go to the window? Yeah. Are they are there, are there like so curtains the... or blinds or anything? Yeah. Or... So basically, uh, you go to the you open the door to your spare room that you're all staying in, okay. and you go into the hallway where there are a row of windows facing down onto the street of Raphael. Uh, each window has curtains and net curtains, and at the moment all of the curtains are drawn. I think Serena would like to peek out from one of the net curtains, like just move it a little bit so she has a clear view, but in okay. a way that is trying not to attract attention if someone were to be looking. In the dark, you see... Spot hidden roll. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I see. I love seeing a spot hidden roll. It's better than seeing an eye. Uh, Sixty-two. <laughs> that's a pass. My spot hidden is eighty-five. I believe. This fuck this bitch with yes. the fucking spot hidden skill. Eighty-five. Unbelievable. I can't anyway. do anything about what I spot, but. <laughs> so, um, what you see is four men. Two of them are trying to uh, physically restrain one guy, and then two other men are, like, one is walking to catch up with them, like they've been trying to drag him, and another is is walking from the other side towards them, as if, as if to meet the group. What's immediately troubling about the four men who have this guy is that they're wearing black balaclavas over their heads so you can't recognize them at all oh shit okay i'm Hmm. gonna say with a success but no higher you don't recognize the guy that they have that seems fair and and so it's what did you say four of them versus this one guy three of them versus this one guy four versus one guy four versus one okay um can i tell anything no, a, a psychology role. Does it look like they're trying to abduct him, or does it look like they're trying to restrain him? Uh, the two guys who are on either side of him look like they are trying to pull him along, and he looks like he's trying to resist them. One of them, uh, the guy on his right, has his hand, which is where which is gloved, um, clasp over the man's mouth, and that's why you figure he's not able to yell okay. for help. Um. As you're watching, the guy uh, who was in front of the three uh, walks up to the the man who's being held in the middle and punches him hard in the gut. The guy folds immediately. Yeah. And then uh, 
the the one who had his hand over his mouth removes his hand and they have some kind of quiet they start having some kind of very quiet conversation there's no way i'd be able to hear that is that um with an extreme success you could hear this uh i don't think that she's even gonna try like it's like through glass like if she opened Mm -hmm. a window they'd see and then they'd flee that's valid i think she's gonna rush to her room and get her shoes and her gun okay so um felicity tell me about the countryside that you grew up in just broadly what was it generally like uh there were lots of sheep it was quite hilly um she spent a lot of time running across little springs of water and climbing trees and leaping around looking for glimpses of fairies so the thing is that you are standing in front of the gate in the plaza that bisected eye on its high walls behind which no one knows what is in the city of the others because the others come and go so surreptitiously no one even gets a glance inside but the gate starts to open for you and you see that inside the gate the city is underwater yes I fucking knew it like there is a shimmering wall of dark water in front of you even though you're standing on the again you are lightly touching your feet against the cobbled stone floor of the city of the gods and you are looking at this wall and something compels you to reach out and try and touch it and see if you can move into the water right uh felicity doesn't just reach out and try and touch it felicity runs full pelt and dives headlong into it i'm gonna say as you square up to about to run in and dive in you hear a voice call out to you from behind across the plaza wait felicity (laughs) do you look around Yes. You look around and your hands part long grass behind which you can see little uh, wide-headed mushrooms. They look like, you know, the kind of like toadstool that a fairy is like painted sitting on in, in books. And they like red right? with little white dots on. And you're six years old. You're just looking at these little mushrooms, but you're not really looking at them. You're looking through the long grass trying to find fairies. But you don't remember this memory. Or to put it more accurately, you're experiencing a memory right now that you know is a memory that you've never remembered before. And you part some more of the grass and look in a different spot where you think they might be they might be hanging out, not hiding from you, but just like doing their, doing their business, you know, doing their stuff. And you see two tiny figures. They have wings that are transparent like a dragonfly's. And each of them has a very peculiar head. It's like a lizard's head, but like with a, almost like a lion's mane. But the mane is made of little tiny tentacles. 
Ugh. Also, both of these figures has six arms. And they wear these, like, flowing sheer fabric robes. Or, like, kind of ancient adornments. Like, maybe one's wearing, like, a tunic, even. And they look up at you. Felicity's heart is just bursting with excitement and joy. And she crouches down slowly with a big smile and whispers, Hello. <laughs> so can you roll against your sanity and against your power? Uh, 39 and my sanity is 23. Okay, so you fail and take 1d3 sanity damage. Nice. I thought my sanity was uh, bad, but oof. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's holding on by a thread here. <laughs> How much sanity did you just say? Uh, 23. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, even I'm doing better than that, and I just had yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a, whole, okay, a whole time of it. And against your power? <laughs> I rolled a 3, so now I have 20 sanity. Oh my god. Woo! Roll against your power? Failed. Ah, dang. You don't gain any power this session. Damn it. Although my power is quite high, to be fair. I I'm just saying. So this is part of the homebrew that I've done, is that awakening from a dream, a dreamer should always uncover something occult they forgot they experienced in the past, yes. then roll against their sanity and their power with an opportunity to gain 1d3 power and lose 1d3 sanity. Oh, I love it. Right. So that's the homebrew. There we go. <laughs> now we all know what it is. So you were doing what to the fairies? I crouched down slowly and... I whispered, hello. So Serena, um, in front of you as you're putting on your shoes, Felicity wakes up and goes, hello. Felicity, uh, Serena is getting her shoes on in the dark. Oh. Uh. Sorry. What's that sound? Do you want to give a listen roll to see how well you can distinguish what's going on? Forty-five. And your lesson is... Twenty-seven. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well... There's just a sound. You say, what's that sound? Serena, outside it sounds like the guy's getting beat on more. There's... There's some people out there that are beating up a guy. Um, I think they might be trying to take him somewhere. Oh, who is it? I, I don't know. I couldn't get a good look at his face. It's too dark. Plus, I'm uh, still a bit... She blinks, like, her vision's back, but, like, it's, yeah, you know, getting used yeah. to being using eyes again. I get that. She's <laughs> gonna jump up and, like, hurry to the window and try and see if she can see what's going Give on. Give me a spot hidden roll. Yeah. 57, and my spot hidden's 57. Oh, nice. Hey, oh, that's you got on it. lucky. You succeeded. Okay, <laughs> so what you see outside is that no one's out there. But there is a little white thing on the floor? But that's all you can see from this distance. You'd have to go outside and look at it. Hmm. Okay. Are you going to go outside and look at it? Uh, Octavia's still asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell you what so... it says, though. If that helps. What it says? Yeah. It's <laughs> what, a, what says? It's a little note on the ground, and it says, Or you've been running an illegal hospital on my <laughs> turf. 
Consider this a message. You signed the doctor. (laughs) It's not that. Do you want to go outside and look at it? Um, Yeah, she's. Well, Felicity's going to look to Serena to kind of see if she wants to. All right, Serena, you're up. Uh, Yeah, um, Serena will be like. Okay, but we got to be careful. They there were a lot of them, and they seem to know how to handle themselves. I agree. Uh, we should try not to be seen. Yeah. I think... Do you want a stealth rolls? Yeah. A yeah. Of stealth rolls. So I think like Bliss is very aware that she's like very badly injured right now, and she couldn't really fight anyone as much you, as you could not. Ooh, that's right. a fail. <laughs> oh, Go no. on, give me Felicity. As much on. as Felicity is like. For the record, my stealth is fifty-six. It's not bad, but I rolled an eighty-nine. I, today is really not my day, apparently. Felicity rolled 24. And her stealth is. You didn't look up your stealth? You're just like, this is probably good. 20. <laughs> I thought it was higher. Well, Serena failed anyway, so don't waste your luck. Yeah. The two of you do what you think is a real good sneak down <laughs> the like, stairs. We're just putting way too much, like, energy into, like moving well felicity is anyway i'm sure serena is typically quite good at stealthing since she is like uh-huh. a, i feel like so it's again the, like a even, sleuthing even though character. most of what just happened kind of manifested through the whole not being able to see anything except a single unblinking eye um i feel like <gasps> but like she probably is feeling still a bit physically weak that's completely valid right, i think that um watching felicity it's like watching a kid play secret agents. right exactly felicity's just putting way too much like movement and yeah, yeah, energy yeah. Into, into trying to stealthy. be yeah, quiet yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what happens is when you get to the bottom of the stairs and you're passing by uh, the, the office um, you, in the dark Pierre goes Madame Felicity <laughs> are, are you playing a game? You, <clears throat> is that you? oh Pierre that's perfect uh, we're, there's been a fight outside and it looks very very Grim and we're trying to investigate. Please come with us. You hear nothing in the dark. Pierre? <sighs> Bloody men. <laughs> so opening the front door to the quarry site office, you see nothing outside. The road is completely empty and there's no indication of which way the masked men took their victim. But the white thing is still on the ground. And as you get nearer to it, even in the darkness, you recognize the white plastic that tucks under the black collar of a priest's robes.
You've been listening to the Rolling with Rainbows actual play podcast. The music for the podcast was created by Molly Noise. As well as the podcast, Rolling with Rainbows is a YouTube show for aspiring DMs who want to make their tabletop games as fun, safe, and inclusive as possible. Links to the show and to the Rolling with Rainbows Discord community are in the description of every episode. The podcast and show are funded by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash thatjess and patreon.com slash curiovids.